the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. everybody it's another Alcatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer i don't mean to step on rob halford's vocals there panic attack that's the new single uh from judas priest from the invincible shield album which is uh, going to be out uh early or mid next year i think it was uh, march of uh, 2024 or something like that that the album uh comes out but earlier this week is glenn tipton's birthday he turned 76 he is still uh, with Priest, although he doesn't tour with them that often, he was out on the uh, power trip um, extravaganza in California a couple of weeks ago uh, and played uh, during the encore. And that's usually what happens here when Glenn does show up. It's usually the last three or four songs he comes out for the encore and plays some of Priest's uh, biggest hits. But he's still performing with the band, but due to his Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, I believe it is, um, he is unable to uh, tour full time. Uh, with the band, but uh, a happy uh, birthday earlier this week on the 25th of October to the great Glenn Tipton. Uh, we have a great show for you this week. There's no guests on the program, but there is a, just a ton of news that sort of came out from everywhere on all sides um, over the last week and a half, and it is uh, it's definitely something that you want to tune into. I'm going to start off with some bad news, and then we'll uh, we'll finish off the segment with some good news. The bad news. Coney Island Brewery is shutting down. Uh, this is their announcement from their Facebook and Instagram accounts. We have some news to share with our beloved community after a decade of unforgettable moments. We've made the tough business decision to close our tap room in Coney Island on November 9th. Throughout this difficult process, our co-workers will remain our top priority. We're committed to supporting each of them as they chart their future paths. To our cherished community partners and to every incredible guest who has visited our tap room over the past 10 unforgettable years, there are not enough words to encapsulate our gratitude, whether you danced like a mermaid in the streets, rocked out to live performances, or shared a tale or two over a pint, you've made our journey truly special. Thank you for the countless memories. While the tap room may be closing, our commitment to offering some of your favorite Coney Island brews continues. Rest assured, you'll still be able to get favorites like Mermaid Pilsner and Merman uh, IPA in bars, restaurants, and retail locations across New York. We know this isn't easy to read, and it's even harder for us to say, but we've still got a lot of great stuff planned for the next few weeks. We'd be honored to see you one more time to share around and bid a fond farewell. Cheers to you all, and here's to the memories that will last a lifetime. Now, full disclosure for those who don't know, Coney Island Brewery is owned by Samuel Adams. Um, So it is interesting that they have decided to shut this place. But 
when it comes to a bottom line standpoint, if a business isn't doing well, the parent company decides to close it. So um, I know that Coney Island Brewery had some issues during the pandemic. They weren't open a lot. Uh, There was a lot of restrictions in New York. They couldn't really generate a lot of business. Now, they had a kitchen there as well, but let's face it. uh, And this is no knock on Coney Island Brewery's food, but you got Nathan's right next door. You're opting for a Nathan's. So I'm wondering how the food fared at the place. I'd only been there one time. Um, and my good friend uh, Jim Betts is the uh, is the head brewer there, and I did reach out to him uh, for a comment. And I'm not going to divulge everything that he said, but right now he's weighing his options. I thought that they were just going to shut the tap room itself down, and he would continue to brew beer there. They're shutting the entire facility down. So I guess Jim has some options from the company whether or not he wants to continue brewing beer at another Samuel Adams location. My assumption is is that they're outsourcing it either to Cincinnati or up in Boston. Um, and I think maybe they make some stuff in upstate New York. I don't remember. Um, so I know he said he is currently weighing his options. Um, my guess, this is just a guess, is that I think Jim wants to stay a little bit closer to home. Um, and who knows? Maybe he makes the move with his wife and they decide uh, to continue to stay in the Sam Adams family and brew elsewhere. Or um, if anybody out there locally, New York or New Jersey, is looking for a great brewer, I'm going to put this out there right now. Jim Betts is a great guy, and he is absolutely uh, a fantastic brewer. If you need his information, uh, hit me up. You know how to get in touch with me, Albert G at nycradio.com. Uh, hit me up with a private message on Twitter. Um, for those brewers that know my number, give me a call. Um, I will certainly put you in touch with Jim. He is a great guy and really uh, knows his stuff. And it's just it's sad because Jim is making some great beers. They give him a lot of freedom uh, to play around and, uh, and have some fun with some of the beers that they made there. And... Um, I'm sad to see the building close. I was planning on visiting there over the winter uh, with friends. Uh, it just kind of stinks. Uh, but the reality of the situation is is that you've got um, you've got to meet a bottom line. And if you can't meet that, then you're going to be out of business. And here's the thing. Uh, it's tough to park over there during the season when they get a lot of customers and a lot of business. You can't park in front of the brewery. It's not allowed. I think from April to September, you can't park in front of the brewery. So it's tough. There's a lot of construction going on. They're building a hospital. They're building uh, some uh, new apartments and stuff. It's a very, very tough spot. So I get it. Uh, but I'm sad to see them close. What are the good news here is the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest is back. Better than ever. They made the announcement earlier this week. My man John Henderson and his um, his Good Time Tricycle team, um, they have made some epic changes here. So listen to this. The original, the OG, the Spring Festival, returns to the Atlantic City Convention Center on Friday, April 12th and Saturday, April 13th. That's right. They're going back indoors. Three lively sessions. You get to savor brews from over 100 craft breweries. Groove to live bands. Bands will be announced in November. Savor delicious grub. Explore cool vendors and enjoy some shenanigans. Don't forget the fan favorite Hops Trot 5K will return on Saturday, April 13th. Then the festival makes its way back to Bader Field on Saturday, July 13th, for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Summer sessions, uh, or, I'm sorry, let me me start that again. The Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, summer sessions. There you go. The Outdoor Extravaganza features two sessions, 75 breweries, live music bands to be announced next year, fantastic food options, unique vendors, and, of course, more shenanigans. Don't miss out. Now, Friday, April 12th, 8 p.m. to midnight. Saturday, April 13th, noon to 4 that will feature the Hops Trot 5K run. So you can do the run, and then you get to go right in and start drinking. 
Uh, session three will be on Saturday, April 13th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Here for the beer tickets go on sale uh, or already on sale right now. Uh, acbeerfest.com for that information. The Atlantic City Beer Music Festival Summer Sessions, Saturday, July 13th. First session is noon to 4. Second session will be 6 to 10. So again, noon to 4, 6 to 10 on Saturday, July 13th. Um, Friday, April 12th, Saturday, April 13th. 8 p.m. to midnight, noon to 4, 6 to 10. I cannot wait. I am jacked. This is going to be so much fun. I am absolutely at the April one. The July one is sort of up in the air right now. I can't think that far ahead. Um, It's summertime. It's concerts. It's in the middle of the summer. Um, So I don't know what's going to happen. That's going to be in flux. That will likely be a last-minute decision. More than likely, I will probably be there. Um, But um, for sure, I will be at the April sessions. Definitely. It looks looking more and more like it's going to be the third session, and I'm I'm hoping to bring a pretty big group to the event because it is – I cannot wait. Back inside – I'm sure the music is going to be great, but it's so it's wide open and you're walking around and you're having a great time with friends. And I'm hoping that it really gets blown up like the way it was back in the day. I mean, my God, they have not been in the convention center. This will be, the, I mean, it's almost four years. 2019 was the last time they had the event indoors. 2020 was a bust. 2021, it was outside of Baderfield. 2022 was outside of Baderfield. 2023 outside of Baderfield. So there you go. So I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. John and his crew put on a fantastic event every year. Um, I am jacked they're going to do both. Now, here's the thing. People are saying, are they going to oversell? Now, look, last time in the summer, yeah, they did oversell because it was Dropkick Murphys. I'm sure it's going to be epic bands. But I like the fact that he's saying the April event will be 100 craft breweries. The, the summer event will be 75. Keep it a little bit smaller. Keep it a little bit tighter. I think that's the way to go. You're never going to have enough bathrooms, um, especially outdoors. You can only have porta potties outdoors. There's a limit to the amount that you can buy. You have to have I don't know what the rule is. It's it's one one uh, porta potty per what is it? Fifty people, hundred people. I, don't, I I don't know the number. I'm, don't quote me on it. But um, you know this is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's going to be great. They're going to be bringing the party twice. You're going to have five different chances to hang for a great price, drink beer, listen to great music, awesome vendors, food, all kinds of good stuff. It's going to be a, a fantastic night. I can't wait. Uh, book your room, April 12th, April 13th. Uh, it, it is going to be a blast again. Uh, 8 p.m. to midnight on Friday, noon to 4 on Saturday, 6 to 10 on Saturday, and then you got uh, back in the, the summer sessions, Saturday, July 13th, noon to 4, and then again from 6 to 10 p.m. It's the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. For tickets, all the information, acbeerfest.com. Again, acbeerfest.com. Cannot wait. It is going to be a blast, and we will get John Henderson on. Remember, we'll try and get John on after he announces the bands uh, for the April event, and then we'll talk to him again uh, next year when the um, summer sessions are getting closer and they announce the bands for that. When we come back after a short break, we got a lot more news to get to on this guest list edition of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Little record company. Talk to me from the fourth album. And these guys are uh, back out on the road again. Uh, just saw them in May, and they were uh, phenomenal in Jersey City. They will be back in New York City Thursday, February 1st uh, at the Bowery Ballroom. Cannot wait. Already got my tickets to that event. Uh, that is going to be a blast. If you have not seen these guys, you should absolutely make it a point to be at the Bowery on Thursday, February 1st. They are awesome. It's three pieces. They just do a fantastic job. They're upbeat. They're fun. Uh, it's just a great night. You're, you're, you're dancing the entire time. You're just bopping back and forth, bopping back and forth. Uh, it is just an awesome time with the record company. Cannot wait to see these guys in February. All right, no guests tonight. We've got plenty of news to get to. Let's dive into it. First up, Bull and Bear Brewery. Now, um, you know, we've remarked over the last several months, a number of Jersey breweries have closed um, due to, uh, you know, the draconian laws in the state, which, by the way, still haven't uh, signed the bill, Phil. Um, still plans to conditionally veto it. Um, my guess is since the elections are in uh, about a week and a half away, uh, he's going to be vetoing it at some point, either this week, next week, um, uh, whatever the case may be. And then they have uh, the legislature has six weeks to try and fix things. By the way, put out a request to the governor uh, and his people the day after I had spoken to him on uh, WNYC for an interview and I've had nothing but crickets, not even a response. So, Governor, if you're out there, still want to chat with you. I'm happy to come to any location you're at. I'll come to Drumthwacket. I'll come down to Middleton. In fact, you live in the, uh, you know, in Monmouth County. Uh, let's let's meet up at Source Brewing, right there next to the next to Delicious Orchards. We can close off the uh, the top uh, room, whatever. I know the owners very well. We can do something privately. No, nobody has to be around. We can have a great conversation for a little bit. I won't ask tough questions. I'm just going to ask questions. Whether you're not, you, whether you want to answer them or not, that's entirely up to you. We'll see. Anyway, let us move on. So anyway, Bull and Bear was one of those breweries that closed back in May. And they said, we'll be back, we'll be back. Now, I had heard that um, through a few people, they didn't pay their tax bill. That's not good. Um, if that is the case, I have a feeling that it was because they're back open again. So that tells me they paid their tax bill. How they paid it, I don't know. Not my problem. It's not my business. Um, however, they are open again. Uh, they're hours. They're closed on Mondays. They'll be open Tuesday through Thursday, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. They'll be open on Fridays from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. They'll have live music most Friday evenings. They'll be open on Saturdays from noon to 11 and on Sundays from noon to 6. Uh, Pale Ale, West Coast IPA, and English Porter offering still on tap. They're uh, hoping to add two more beers this week. Now, that's the thing. They had to shut down. They couldn't make beer. So they've opened with a very limited menu uh, of beers. So, um, you know, we will see what happens. I have not been to the brewery. I've had some of their beers, and they're not bad. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they've done uh, in terms of a brewery standpoint. Because I know that, uh, that people were laid off. Um, you know, that you weren't open for a couple of months. There's no way you were paying people. So um, we'll see what happens there. But uh, looking forward uh, to stopping by uh, at Bull and Bear in um, – where are they? They're in Summit? Yeah, in Summit, uh, New Jersey, uh, and checking them out. Um, Big Alice Brewery, I did not know this, um, but they have closed their Long Island City Tap Room. Uh, their final day was today on the 29th of October. Uh, they are shifting their focus to their Brooklyn and Finger Lakes Tap Rooms. I knew they had opened up in the Finger Lakes, which is just an odd, you know, I get it. It's popular up in the Finger Lakes, but it's just an odd place to put a brewery. 
uh, somewhere. Uh, and that's the cool thing about um, New York is you can open up different tap rooms elsewhere. I mean, you could do it in Jersey, too, but you have to brew beer separately and all that other stuff. I don't know how it works in New York. Um, their Brooklyn tap room is actually in Industry City. And if you haven't been to Industry City, you should definitely go. They're right near a, a distillery. And a whole, it's, a, it's a great afternoon if you want to go to Industry City. Walk around these uh, these buildings that have been there forever. Um, and, you know, there's shops. There's food options. There's a lot of great food there. Uh, they have different events. Um, and they ha- Big Alice has their tap room uh, in Industry City, which is cool. But their name, Big Alice, the L-I, is capitalized because uh, L- the L-I-C is capitalized because they started out in Long Island City. So that's interesting. But listen, kudos to them. Uh, one tap room isn't doing well. You shut it down and you keep your focus on the other two. By the way, I think Talea opened up their new tap room as well uh, in Brooklyn. I had seen a blurb about that a couple weeks ago. And kudos to the folks at Wild East uh, for being open now. I think it's, uh, what was it, their third grand anniversary uh, a couple weeks back. I wasn't able to make it there, but kudos to them as well. That's pretty awesome. Westfield Hops, it's just a couple of weeks away. Saturday, November 11th, are you coming? It's going to be great. Westfieldhops.com, 6 to 9.30 p.m., Westfield Armory in Westfield, New Jersey. Uh, craft beer, food. There's going to be music. It's going to be a great time. I will certainly be there. I'm hoping to be there with a, uh, with a couple of friends. If you see me and you're over there, come by and say hello. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a great it's going to be a great night. Westfield Hops, WestfieldHops.com. Tickets are on sale now, 6 p.m. to 9:30 p.m. at the Armory in Westfield, New Jersey. Trogues has uh, released their uh, double perpetual IPA. Now they did this on Thursday, October 19th. Um, this is scratch number 500. It is only available at the brewery. Um, this is, uh, uh, this is cycling through copious amounts of Cascade, Chinook, Nugget, and Citra hops. It's a bigger, bolder version of Perpetual IPA, which boasts sticky notes of citrus fruit and pine. The scratch series started in 2007 to coincide with the 10th anniversary of the family owned independent brewery. Over the years, it has served as the springboard for potential seasonal and year-round releases, one of the first being Perpetual IPA. Uh, When uh, Trogues moved its operations from Harrisburg to Hershey with the installation of a 15-barrel brew house designed to facilitate smaller batches of beer, it got even more granular in 2020 with the installation of the Scratch Lab, a three-barrel nano brewery designed to replicate the temperature controls, pressure, and uh, geometry of Trogues' 100-barrel production brew house. Scratch number 500, available on draft and in limited 16-ounce cans, again, exclusively at Trogues. You can't get this anywhere but Trogues. Kudos to them uh, for this big banging beer. And if you are a, um, if you're somebody who likes to take off from drinking for a while and sort of reset, and I've sort of, the month of October, I've sort of not um, really drank that much, um, or you're just somebody who wants to drink non-alcoholic beer, spirits, things of that nature, you're just not somebody um, who likes to drink. I have a number of friends who are like that. Uh, World Ventures LLC has unveiled the uh, NA Drink Locator app. Um, this is uh, it's available for free download on both Apple and Google app stores. It offers a gateway to a world of non-alcoholic beverages tailored to adult palates. With a single tap, it unveils a dynamic map populated with bars, restaurants, and retail locations that offer non-alcoholic beers, wines, and cocktails. Um, at the heart of the creation is its simplicity. This is from their press release. Um, explore different cities, states, or countries, and filter by categories such as retail, bars, restaurants, or exclusive 
NA only establishments using using the app's intuitive search functionality. Featuring an easy to use design, the app requires no account or login, ensuring an instant connection to a variety of alcohol free options in your area. They have, uh, and what distinguishes them from others is the drink lo- the NA Drink Locator app is 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 extensive global coverage, a meticulous mapping of over seventeen thousand worldwide locations. It provides essential information for each venue, including addresses, phone numbers, and website links. The app enhances the user's experience by seamlessly integrating with navigation tools such as Apple Maps, Google Maps, and Waze. Uh, crafted to serve a diverse audience, the app excels as a practical tool for designated drivers, non-drinkers, those embracing a sober, curious lifestyle, and individuals who are reducing or eliminating alcohol consumption. Uh, again, you can uh, download this on Apple or the Google App Stores uh, right now, and you can check it out and see where there are non-alcoholic drink options uh, in your area. I think this is great. I'm going to download this onto my phone um, because I think it's really cool that, uh, cool that they've curated these things. Because let's face it, if you are trying to embrace that lifestyle of not drinking alcohol, or maybe you're just on a break from booze, and maybe you don't want to go to your local bar, or you're not even sure if you're a local place. Now, I know my local place at Paragon Tap and Table um, – I know that uh, they do have non-alcoholic options. I know they they, they carry athletic brewing and they carry a, a couple of others. But it's great that that if you were – maybe I'm somewhere else in Jersey and I have no idea that the, the bar that I'm going to has non-alcoholic drinks. And maybe I don't want a water. Maybe I don't want club soda. Maybe I don't want whatever. Maybe that maybe I want a non-alcoholic, uh, you know, option. So what's really cool – is that um, that they, this app is out there uh, to give you those options. So uh, I'm, I'm going to reach out to the owners here and see if they want to come on the program. We can talk about this a little bit more because I think it's important. It's an important discussion to have when you're, when you're talking about craft beer or spirits or alcohol, whatever it is, um, to have that non-alcoholic option because I think it's important. Everything in balance. Can't overindulge in anything. If you do, you're going to pay the price for it, which is never a good thing. Um, so I think this is great. Again, it's the NA Drink Locator app. It's on both Apple and Google app stores. You can go there right now, download it. It's free. There's no login, and uh, it immediately s- searches out and tells you where uh, these non-alcoholic drink options are, uh, whether it's at a bar, restaurant, etc. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world, including uh, the merging of two breweries in Jersey. That's already happened. They're building out, and they're uh, they're talking about what their new name is going to be. That is pretty cool. You definitely want to stay tuned for that. Up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Little Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats. This is a great band. I am so glad that I got to see them at Sea Here Now uh, back in September. And uh, 
you know, I'd heard good things about them, missed them last year when they played at the Stone Pony Summer Stage. Um, and then I said, you know what, I've got to see these guys, and I'm so glad that I did, and hopefully when they come around again, I will absolutely uh, see them again wherever uh, they play. Small venue, big venue, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's a news-filled edition of the Craft Beer Cast this week, and the people apparently have spoken, according to uh, Genesee Beer, uh, they had an electrifying campaign, more than 10,500 Genesee fans Flocking to the local polls, they are announcing the first ever specialty beer chosen by fan votes. The brand new Genesee spe- specialty beer is Citrus Pills. It is a, a winter citrus, Citrus Pills, a Pilsner-style ale. Delivers bright flavors of tangerine and lime. It is available in 12 packs of 12-ounce cans coming up the first week of November, which is just, uh, I guess the first week of November would technically be this week, since November 1st is Wednesday, but maybe it's the following week. But, of course, sometime this week or next, this beer will be out. Uh, it'll be available across uh, New York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Virginia, Massachusetts, Florida, Maryland, New Jersey, Vermont, and Ohio. So uh, pretty cool there. Now, some really cool news in the state of New Jersey. No, 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 no. Uh, Phil Murphy did not sign uh, the bill. Uh, he's going to conditionally veto it, unfortunately. But Muckraker Beer Maker and two villains have uh, come up with a name for their combined brewery that will be opening in Vernon this winter, and it is called Alias Brewing. They're going to produce beer and other beverages under both the Muckraker and Two Villains brands, as well as under the house name. So it'll sort of be three brands, but three beers, three different types of beers. Look for up to... 24 draft lines of fresh IPAs, crisp lagers, rich stouts, super fruited amlams, farmhouse ales, hard sodas and seltzers, and much, much more. They'll operate a 1,700-square-foot tasting room on Old Rude Town Road with nearly 2,000 square feet of outdoor seating and a large private party loft, perfect for everything from wedding rehearsal dinners to birthday parties. You can book your dates now for the spring. Just go to alias. Brewworks at gmail.com. You can email them right there, alias Brewworks at gmail.com. Brewery sits a little over a mile from the entrances to the Crystal Springs and Minerals Resorts and a little over two miles from the main Mountain Creek Ski Area. Uh, and while we've been working hard to get our new space approved and ready to open, we've also been b- busy producing beer at the Muckraker Brewhouse in Franklin. We'll look for details soon on how you can order our first bottles, including a dry hopped farmhouse ale, a Saison with apricots, an open fermented fresh hop beer and two super fruited amlams ahead of our bottle release and party on November 11th in Franklin. They're also reopening the Muckraker Tasting Room on weekends starting that week until the new space is ready, after which the Franklin Tap Room will permanently close. A huge thank you to the Township of Vernon, New Jersey, for welcoming us with open arms and for allowing us the honor of opening the first brewery in Vernon since the trailblazing Vernon Valley Brewery closed Way back in 1992, we will see everyone soon. So that's cool. So uh, that's going to be opening the the main tap room. Will be opening in the winter time, sometime in the winter, early next year. Um, and of course, the Franklin Tap Room will be open now uh, in the middle of November until the new place uh, is open. I- I'm going to guess February. I'm going to take a stab. They did say the winter, so I would say probably February uh, before it opens. Our friends from um, Trogues. 
Just releasing beer after beer after beer. you got to love it. Uh, Blizzard of Hops has returned. It is the longest-running seasonal IPA. It's been a mainstay of the Hershey, Pennsylvania Brewery's rotating seasonal series since its debut back in 2014. As Trogue's brewmaster and co-founding brother John Trogner says, this beer is a nod to hop growers around the world, thanking them for another successful harvest, brimming with lively bitterness. Blizzard of Hops evokes notes of spruce tips, pineapple, and orange rind, thanks to a combination of Centennial Chinook and El Dorado Hops. It clocks in at 6.4% ABV, and it is available on draft and in 12-ounce bottles and cans everywhere Trogue's beer is sold. Uh, And then finally, Sapporo Stone Brewing announcing the addition of Joel Pittman. Uh, He is the Vice President of Brewing Operations now to oversee the company's bi-coastal breweries. Pittman brings 19 years of brewery experience in the areas of brewing, packaging, quality assurance, utilities, business administration, engineering, maintenance, and leadership. Pittman will be based in Richmond, Virginia, where Sapporo Stone Brewing will be producing about half of its beers, shipping to the eastern and central U.S. and abroad. He'll oversee operations at both bi-coastal breweries in the primary leadership role. He spent the last five years... As senior brewmaster for Anheuser-Busch in Williamsburg, Virginia, prior to that, he held roles in engineering, quality assurance, finance, and maintenance at many of AB's breweries in Newark, New Jersey, St. Louis, and as well as St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Pittman holds a degree in chemical engineering from Pennsylvania State University with a master's in business administration from Washington University in St. Louis and earned his diploma in brewing from the Institute of Brewing and Distilling and is Lean Six Sigma Black Belt certified. Well, don't mess with him. Uh, both breweries currently undergoing a major expansion as the company is preparing to brew all of Sapporo's beers for the U.S. In addition to Stone Brewing's offerings, the combined company anticipates brewing about 700,000 barrels next year, double the total production at Stone Breweries prior to its 2022 acquisition by Sapporo USA. Sapporo beers will begin flowing from Sapporo Stone Breweries in uh, early next year. Of course, as everybody knows, Sapporo, the oldest beer of Japan, the number one selling Asian beer brand in the U.S., growing uh, just a little over 7.5% year-over-year and gaining share within the rapidly expanding import beer category. Um, So this is, you know, listen, they needed somebody to to run the ship on both sides, so obviously this guy is going to be primarily on the East Coast. But this is what we talked about when Sapporo acquired Stone. Uh, Stone had to expand their capabilities in order to brew Sapporo beer. It's part of the reason why when they acquired Anchor Steam, it was sort of a little weird because Anchor Steam was not equipped to make Sapporo's beer. So they had to change things around in order to um, in order to get things you know up and flowing, and they ended up never being able to do that. So um, that's why they went ahead and ended up buying Stone um, a few years later, and uh, unfortunately Anchor... Uh, went out of business, so you know that's that's the reason there. Um, it's not surprising that they're you know uh, redoing the facilities to brew more beer. Obviously, if they're going to be primarily again, Sapporo acquiring uh, a United States brewery makes sense for them because they either have to make the beer in Japan and then ship it to the U.S., which takes time. No matter what, you got to put it on a cargo ship. Um, it's going to take days for it to get to the mainland, maybe weeks. Um, and then you've got to get it off the boat on the West Coast, transport it all the way across to the East Coast. You know, so you're talking about a beer. By the time it gets from the can in Japan all the way to your, let's say, your sushi restaurant, say, in Manhattan, you're probably talking two months, at least, at minimum. And that's when things were flowing. You know, now, I mean, please, I mean, it's 
There's, nothing is reliable anymore. So by acquiring Stone and having brewery facilities on both coasts, you make things a little bit easier that you brew the beer the way they want it in both locations, then you're able to ship it, and now you're getting a beer as fresh as fresh could be within days as opposed to weeks and months. So it makes total sense. So good luck to Joel and, um, you know, hopefully a smooth transition. And, you know, early next year, Stone will be producing uh, beers from Sapporo. So there you go. It's amazing. A lot of good, you know, there are good things happening and there are bad things happening. You know, uh, Bull and Bear reopening in New Jersey, that's a great thing, right? Um, But we're seeing breweries close left and right. Um, Tuckahoe is about to close, I think, um, this week, next week, something like that, you know, uh, in Jersey. We're seeing places close all over the United States. It's not just, you know, it's not just New Jersey. And, you know, again, I think, I, I don't want to say, you know, the, you know, the argument is, is that, uh, people's beer tastes have changed. I don't know if they've necessarily changed. I think some people have got, gotten older and just decided, you know what, beer is not for me anymore. I mean, I myself find that I don't um, partake as often. You know, if I have a beer or two during the week, I have to be up early in the morning, so it's a little tougher for me. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's primarily inflation. Um, prices are out of whack, and we need to do something to bring them down. You know, nobody is paying twenty five or thirty dollars for a four pack of beer. They're just not. It's not going to happen. So I I would rather buy a lower ABV beer. And pay fifteen or sixteen dollars, and know that I'm going to get a great beer uh, without having to break the bank. It's just, it's just how it is. That's that's the sad part about it. All right, when we come back after a short break, it's time for suds and duds. That's right, the final segment of the program on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that's uh, KK's Priest. Uh, KK Downing, former uh, co-lead guitarist of Judas Priest. That's his uh, new band uh, that is out right now. That is Strike of the Viper. Uh, the Tim Ripper Owens, who replaced Rob Halford and Judas Priest back in the 90s, uh, is the singer on that. And uh, KK Downing celebrating a birthday this week as well as Glenn Tipton. As we mentioned earlier, uh, KK turned 72 on uh, Friday the 27th. So uh, happy birthday to uh, K.K. Downing. Now, I don't know if K.K.'s Priest is actually coming uh, to America. They're, they're touring Europe right now, but I don't know if they're gonna actually going to be touring um, touring America. If they do, I, I would definitely go and see them. My guess is they'll be playing very small venues. I, I don't see them uh, selling out a Prudential Center or something like that. I, I think more of the lines of uh, maybe an Irving Plaza maybe a Starland Ballroom, uh, sort of that that sort of thing. And if it happens, hey, that's great. Um, I think that would be uh I think that'd be awesome. I would go and see them. KK still has the chops. I know he's got he's he's, you know, bitter about um, you know, not being included in Priest again. But, you know, he walked away from the band. 
he decided he was fed up with whatever the whatever was going on. Him and Glenn um, had always had this back and forth uh, relationship with one another. Rob Halford talks about it in his uh, uh, two books that are out now. And um, you know, KK decided to walk away from Priest. So I don't blame them for not asking him back when they were going to go to a four piece and then became a five piece again <clears throat> for this uh, tour that will be upcoming next year by Judas Priest. They went in a different direction. They decided, no, you you left, you're out. Now, Halford did the same thing, but Rob Halford is Judas Priest. I mean, that's the bottom line. All right, I'll leave it at that. Let us dive into suds and duds. There's a lot to get to. The lovely ladies from A Cracked One at the Summit, and I encourage you, you should follow their account on Instagram. They uh, post some great pictures of great beers and wonderful hikes that they take um, all over uh, New Jersey, New York, et cetera. Uh, they really, with their dogs, it's it's a cool it's a cool little Instagram page. Um, but uh, Kim and Colleen, the ladies who run that page, uh, they are awesome people. And um, what they, uh, you know, at times they'll trade beers with me. They trade beers with uh, I trade beers back with them. Uh, they're just they're two wonderful women. They also uh, pour at times over at Wet Tickets, so that's uh, you know good stuff. Uh, one of the beers that they had given me uh, is called. Autumn in the Valley, it's by the Hydration Factory at Tinborn. This is a perfect beer for fall. It reminds me of leaves turning, a slight chill in the air, and a warm cup of chai tea. Now, if you were in this area this past weekend, uh, it was 80 degrees yesterday. It was, uh, you know, 70-something. We had some great weather. The weather is starting to turn now, and by Halloween, uh, in just a couple of days, we're going to be in the uh, in the low 50s with wind chills in the 40s. So, you know... Uh, Fall is starting to, um, uh, you know, pick up a little bit, but this was a great beer. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a Sunday when I had this. I think I was watching uh, some football out on the deck. I uh, had my laptop set up and uh, just relaxing, enjoying some football. A, an absolutely delicious beer. And then I went over to Paragon Tap and Table for dinner that day. And uh, one of the cool reasons why I went is because, first off, the food is great. Chef Juan does a tremendous job. But uh, a beer that had come out a couple of days before it was a collaboration between Icarus and, and uh, Carton, which was being sold at Carton. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, i got to get over to Carton to get this beer. But Paragon had it in cans. Some beer and the highways free by Carton. And uh, the only thing I have to say is why has it been five-plus years since these guys produced a collaboration beer? I, I want to know because, oh, my God, fan fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. This is an awesome beer. If you haven't gotten it, get to Carton. Get yourself a four-pack if it's still available. If it's on tap, have it. But if not, head over to Paragon. Here's what Paragon does that's really cool. They have a refrigerator when you walk in. Um, you can pick out four cans. I think they charge you either five or six bucks a piece for the cans. You can buy individual cans, right? Uh, and they have a great selection. They've got a bunch of sours. If you're into sours, they definitely have your uh, sour fix. But they have bottles as well. I myself picked up uh, two beers this past week. Uh, a Timber Ales uh, stout in a 12-ounce bottle, and um, uh, a Muckraker uh, beer maker stout that's uh, 13%, which I'll be reviewing in the coming weeks. It's awesome. You can get beer to go. I mean, how do you beat it? I mean, it's it's fantastic. So check it out, Paragon Tap and Table, right off the uh, Garden State Parkway, exit 135 uh, off the Garden State Parkway. Brew Jersey, this is a beer that is out, by the way. Death of the Fox Brewings, uh, sign the bill, Phil, is out, and the label is is outstanding. Uh, I don't know how the beer tastes. I'll have to try and uh, get down there. Uh, or if uh, Chuck Garrity is listening, maybe uh, 
we can meet up somewhere uh, because I definitely want to try their version because the can art alone is worth uh, getting the beer. But uh, this one it was from Autodidact, uh, the brew jersey signed the Bill Phil. Uh, this was a banging under 6% beer, full of flavor, a rye IPA, um, which I thought was going to have more of um, I don't want to say a West Coast feel to it, but I thought the rye, it was it was really good and had that that a little bit of the dryness that you want. It was a delicious beer, uh, a great time. Autodidact is making some good stuff. I have to get up to their tap room. It's a little bit of a haul for me in Mars Plains, um, but it is definitely something that I want to check out. Maybe, you know. My friend Allison is listening. Maybe I'll go up there one day um, and meet up with Allison and a few people that are out that way and have a couple of beers. That'd be a good idea. Uh, Queen Citra, uh, Queen Citra, excuse me, by Tim Barn. This is the ladies from Crack One at the Summit gave me this one as well. Um, it's a triple IPA, just under ten percent of it. I think it was a nine three. Um, and I have to tell you, heaven in a glass. That's how I'll describe it. It was fantastic. I mean, Tim Barn, Tim Barn District ninety six. Two breweries in New York, Fidens as well. I mean, there's a bunch of others, but I'm just I'm just Tin Barn and and District 96 because I think they're nearby one another. Um, they both make unbelievable beers. I've got to get over to one of their tap rooms. It's one of those things where I, I should I need to get there before the end of the year, and I might do that. Um, maybe during Christmas. I'm off the Christmas week, so I, I might have to do a little travel depending on the weather. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um, then I dove into uh, KBS Espresso. I had a bottle of this sitting in the fridge. Didn't realize that it w- had been sitting back there. I usually keep the bottles on the top shelf because I have a beer fridge in the basement. And I didn't realize that this was in the back of them. I was looking through and I was like, oh, look at this. Um, this was sitting in the back of my fridge for three years, this KBS Espresso. Uh, still tastes banging. The chocolate and coffee are still there. The bourbon is present but doesn't hit you over the head. Uh, it was delicious. I definitely slow sip this one, you know, put it in the glass, let it warm for a little bit, kind of bring out some more of those flavors if they were there. And they were. All of them were present. Um, they weren't over the top like you would if you had just bought the beer and put it in the fridge and then, you know, opened it up. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you, that was delicious. For a three-year-old beer, very, very good. I was quite impressed. Uh, Two-Ton Brewing had their uh, five-year celebration of their taproom opening uh, a couple weeks back. I ended up going over there. It was, you know, another... I mean, when hasn't it been raining in the Northeast? Um, in fact, it didn't. I, it almost, I think we had a little sprinkle uh, on, you know, today. But, you know, the, the, the whole weekend was unbelievably gorgeous uh, this weekend. But the last seven, we've had rain every weekend. And it was pouring. And I called uh, my buddy Feeney. And I was like, listen, I'm going to go over there for about an hour or two. You want to go? And, you know, he was available. He had nothing going on. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll come with you. So uh, great celebration. Uh, it was great to catch up with Matt Barbieri. I uh, got to see Mike Kivowitz there. Uh, just phenomenal. Had a good time. Bands were playing. It was a lot of fun. Had a ground under repair APA. What a tasty pale ale this was. Easy drinking. Had f- I mean, full of flavor. Uh, you know, not hit you over the head with a lot of ABV, but really, really nice and easy to drink. Then um, had the Hammer and Ale, their Imperial IPA. They had a fresh batch that they had just put out. Solid West Coast IPA. Uh, I could drink that one over and over again. And even for a for a big boozy beer, um, this was really, really good. I enjoyed that one a lot. And then uh, finished it off with a uh, Crispy Boy uh, by Two Ton, an outstanding lager. Uh, really, really nice. Although I- I'm not really a stickler for pour- you know certain I-, – I-, I do like my beers, certain beers at certain glasses. It's the way they're meant to be, uh, you know, uh, drank, um, drunk, whatever. But they put a lager in a 
tulip class, which really shouldn't be in one. Uh, a lager one should be in like either a, you know like a, a sort of a Stein kind of thing, or um, I forgot the uh, dimple glass. Like I wouldn't put a lager in a um, in a tulip glass. It's not really bringing the flavors out on that. I don't know. I, I'm not. I get. I, I am, and I'm not. You know, like I'm sort of a stickler, but I'm not a stickler. I don't know. But it, it was still a good beer anyway. And kudos to Two Ton uh, for five years. If you haven't been there, right off of the Garden State Parkway in Kenilworth, New Jersey, exit one thirty-seven. Uh, very easy to get to. Um, it's a great place, and definitely go out and support them uh, for sure because they make some really, really a good beer, folks. That's all the time we have for the show. My thanks to everybody involved in the program, uh, and of course, last but not least, the great buddy. Watson. I am back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.